Jacob here from the Back to Back Films podcast. I just wanted to let you know that Keith, Byron, and I love bringing the show to you guys so much that we're collectively putting in 25 hours to the show every week, and we wouldn't change that for the world. But if you guys took 25 seconds to rate and review us on your podcatcher, we would love it even more. This helps us a ton and is often the only way for little podcasts like ours to grow naturally. And if we like the review, we'll even read it on the show. Also, if you want to become a supporter of the show, there's a link in the show notes. Or you can go to anchor.fm slash btbfilms and look for the support this podcast button. We appreciate all the donations, and thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy the show. Snow destroys everything. Yeah, this it was before it the does. snow, and it was the because it was because I had the, all that flooding at work. Right, yeah. and you yeah. had you had the flooding. Yeah, and now we're gonna have go, more flooding because of all the snow is gonna melt. And and it's yeah, well, the rain. It was supposed to rain yeah. way harder than it did too, and it didn't rain. Dude, so how much. much damage was done to Dude, Western? It was crazy, man. Like I don't even know the number, but like oh, <laughs> it's gonna be in the millions for sure. <laughs> like, dude. Como News was there, man. It was so weird. Oh, no. Did you get interviewed? <laughs> no. But Western, we should have plugged our podcast this, on Como. This, this, <laughs> this girl from Western Front somehow got into the building. It was all closed. So I don't know if somebody let her in or what. But like, Dude, I turned those... around, and she's like down in the basement of ES taking photos of us. Like Most people Whoa. don't know about the basement in ES because it's, it's below ground floor. Um, That's the environmental science building? Yeah. And yeah. it's all basically locked down there, but we had the doors open because we we're like literally, literally pumping water out of the doors out into the street, but also oh, wow. sucking water out of the elevator shaft. And she's like taking photos. And then the guy that I was with and myself, like we didn't really want our photos taken. Like, cause I don't, right. I don't, I didn't want like my photos of my, like me, like working like in Grungy. Western front. <laughs> like I did, I, I don't know. It's like it doesn't. No, that it makes sense. It doesn't really bother me. It just, I just would rather not have my face in the Western Front. I don't know. You know, don't I, they have to like? Don't you have to like sign a release or something? So if, she, yeah. So she did. She's like, would you mind if I use? Because she came up to us after when I like, I looked over and she's like taking photos because like her flash is going off, and <laughs> and and she's like, she's like, she's like, she's like, um, can't. Can can I have permission to use your guys's, uh, you know, fit, you know, your your mugs? Can I use these it for Western Front? And my coworker was like, I I would prefer not. And I just kind of shook my head, like, yeah, same. I I'd, I'd rather not be in the photos, right? 
and she's like, okay. She's like, well, can I, can I um, take a picture of your name tag so that uh, in case <laughs> in case there's a photo of you like in the background, would that be okay? And I'm like, yeah. If I'm like in the background, like blurred out or whatever, like that's okay. Right. Like maybe the black line over what? your eyes. Why you know? would they ever <laughs> need a photo of the name tag though? Because she just wanted to like credit uh, me or something. For the name, I don't yeah. know reference. Yeah, I guess I think that's oh. what it is. Yeah. So. What if what if you open up the Western Front tomorrow and just your name tag is that's the, what I'm, that's what I was picturing the front f- <laughs> thing what? just your name tag like who would do that you know stupid, <laughs> that's a stupid photo to do yeah so it was it, that was weird but then the next day when we were when we were like doing because the first day was like all like extraction of the water up on the fifth fourth third and second and ground floors. <laughs> and the elevator shaft then the next day was like starting to like the process of drying where like you're drying out walls and and taking out as much water out of the carpets and stuff right that was when como showed up and that was weird because like we're all working the equipment's like super loud and then these big wigs are around like these guys from old maine you know white hair collared shirts and they're all walking around like telling like being filmed and I'm like, you guys aren't here. You guys weren't here yesterday. You guys don't know shit. Like what's they're going just on? They're just yeah. pretending to like, rrr, rrr, rrr. you know, it's so dumb. But <laughs> we're just like really <laughs> so ridiculous, dude. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah. Did so no one came up to you and was like, "Can I take a photo of your name tag?" Like none of the come on guys. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank goodness. Yeah, they were focused on just filming the the big wigs, which is that which is good, you know. But the did they have those like janky old school like analog cameras? You know, they were with, big. Like, the antennae. Yeah, they top? were like really big. Um, and I'm just like really like, I, I was surprised they look like old like They're Sony like broadcast cameras. Right? Yeah, yeah. 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 They like weird. send it back to the van or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they had like two vans. Those are fucking serious ass cameras, dude. There's a those reason are, why they yeah. still use those things. <laughs> they fucking they're burly and perfect for what they do. Right. Yeah, they're super rugged and yeah. It's weird to think that even back in the day, like for newscasting, because I was watching like the Bundy tapes and they would show like oh, the yeah. the newscasters talking about like the yeah. killings and stuff. Like they used to be film. Like, yeah. They used to just have to yeah. do film, take it back, develop it, cut it all together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. And they just like the news story would show up later. Yeah. But now it's just like instant, it's instant. transmission. Yeah. That's what's so right. crazy. I was I thought the same thing when I was watching that show because like it's all, like there. I was just thinking about the the man hours and the the people that were part of the news team that never got credit. You know, mm-hmm. the, all the editors and stuff like that. They're craftsmen. You know, mm-hmm. and like all the title cards and and everything on top of it like that's nuts yeah like it's actually it would be harder to do now than right <laughs> and the style of news stories was different too because i mean not all news stories nowadays are live but like you'd notice that when like that one dude would be talking yeah. and then they'd cut to a different yeah. place entirely yeah. and he'd continue his talk yeah and you don't see that as much anymore no. because they're doing like a live you know feed or they're only in one area and they just don't spend yeah. the money to do like a big production around it so like back in right. the day the production of news was like almost more quality <laughs> yeah like a better quality because they would actually be building like a short film yeah yeah newscast around it and it's they had to make right. sure that they got all the different angles mm-hmm. and stuff before they published it whereas now like there's retracks all the time mm-hmm. you know exactly oh yeah exactly 
All right. This is the Back to Back Films podcast. We cover the things you never knew you wanted to know about movies. I'm Keith. This is Byron. I'm Jacob. And it's not Jacob's birthday week anymore, <laughs> but we're making it your birthday week because this was supposed to be recorded a while ago. Happy birthday. Yep. Um, happy I get a birthday month late. this yeah. month because the snow ruined all of my plans, yep. every single thing. So I just stayed home and drank a bunch, which was great. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, it fucked up all our podcast recording plans and yep. everything else. And just, it's been a mess, dude. The snow is, and then just, I got sick. It's just all been the worst <laughs> yeah. fucking. It's been a tough yeah. February. <laughs> you, had food, you had food poisoning. Jeez, dude. Well, so, so I <sighs> see people online all the time. They're like, hey, why is, Se- why is Seattle shutting down after like three inches of snow or whatever? And the thing is, is there's hills. Yeah. Yeah. Seattle hills, is and we just don't a hill. own s- yeah. snow plows. Like we just don't have like the yeah. equipment. Right. So like the whole city will shut down, including up in Bellingham too. Which you guys got it kind of worse. It was a lot colder for you. There guys were places there. around f- town who had 17 inches of snow yeah. at least. Holy shit! Yeah. yeah, we just in Tacoma, we just got like 12, maybe. Yeah, it was maybe. bad. And then the first days, like they didn't plow. It took them a while to actually start plowing and sanding stuff, and just. We don't get enough snow for people to like know how to drive in the snow, so it's just been chaos basically around all right. of it. And then now it's finally down to the point where it's like melting. But for a while, we just had stacks of snow, yeah, like, yeah, literally just foot and a half of snow just sitting, yeah, on the side just of the weird. road. Yeah, I've never like been in that for like an extended period of time in this area. You know? Yeah, I don't. I don't remember in this area ever it being that bad. Yeah, and it's it just seems like it's just dragging on and on. I know, dude. And it's supposed to can bring more yeah. snow. Like I know next week. Away. So who knows? Maybe our podcast will cease to exist because it'll just <laughs> there'll be a permanent layer of snow over Seattle, and the <laughs> whole city will just go to shit. Amazon will actually move to New York. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because there's less snow in New York, right? <laughs> but it, it is weird though, like like Colorado and people are you know making fun of like you know Seattle but it's like but Colorado is fucking flat there yeah like Denver yeah. is flat yeah. as shit it's dude. just like you can still like drive around and you'd be fine like and Minnesota they, like you're fine yeah exactly because they yeah. have infrastructure in place yeah. for that too like there's a team that knows ready in a week go. we're gonna be out yeah. ready to go yeah like Bellingham has to like scramble all their like fucking you know yeah. random people they can get together and then it takes them a week just to get everything, the whole city, like, cleared. So it's just... We're also, like, the, what, mess, like the third or fourth, like, hilliest city yeah. on the West Coast or even U.S. or something. I don't even know. But, yeah, right. it's ridiculous. Yeah, it is ridiculous. <laughs> Could you imagine, like, San Francisco just getting nailed with snow? Oh, like, they'd be yeah. fucked. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, they, yeah, exactly. They would be. <laughs> yeah. That's not me. That's what a the hell would they even do? Dude. Seattle, like, all of downtown Seattle is a hill. It's just, yeah. it's just how it exists. Capitol Hill, all that stuff. Trying oh, to get up yeah. some of those hills when it's a clear-ass perfect day is just as difficult. Like, so, dude. Like, yeah. And then you get people Fuck who Queen have, Anne, like, dude. Queen Anne is horrible. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's totally. You're locked in if you're in Queen Anne. There's yeah. no way. There's I can no barely drive up that hill <laughs> while there's no snow. I, I freak out because exactly. it's so steep. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like, yeah, it makes sense why, like, Seattle has to... What are you gonna do? Yeah, the, the public transportation is not gonna get you around. So I know, um, so lame. 
So anyways, both my birthday plans were canceled, but I was going to go see instead, go see The Room, which was playing at uh, The Grand. Uh, and they were playing with all the extra rules and stuff with like you throw the football and you, <laughs> you, you know what I mean? Have you guys know about the rules no, of The Room? No, I don't no. know. Oh, okay. So you guys know what The Room is though? Yeah, of course. Yeah. With Tommy Wiseau. Yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they uh, went back when it like f- was first coming out. Um, uh, Pat Oswald saw it and basically like created this little game. So he thought this movie was so funny. So he, he made this game. So you go to the theater and play this game while you watch it. And it's basically like you bring plastic spoons and there's there's it's kind of like Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like in yeah, yeah. various shots, there's like a photo a photo of a spoon. And every time you see that, you're supposed to, like, throw a plastic spoon at the screen. And then, like, there's, <laughs> okay. like, you can play football, catch, like, catch a football at any time during the movie. And then there's, like, things that you, like, yell at back at the movie um, that, like, don't make sense or, like, all this stuff. So it's kind of just, like, a riot to be around. But that, on my birthday, was also canceled. <laughs> so <laughs> freaking brutal, dude everything totally and then you had brutal. like that party planned like had the party planned had to cancel that yeah Shit. obviously yeah. but then the room the theater was just like no we're not gonna be open it's like fuck that that's sucks. brutal that reminds brutal. me real quick though have you either one you seen his not the one coming well not the one coming out obviously but his other one friends or whatever no Oh, I'm kind of curious about that. It's supposed I, to be super dark oh weird and like I heard like I heard it had like some like press when it was first coming out and then i heard nothing about it afterwards yeah. and yeah. now he's like onto another movie yeah God. big big shark or whatever yeah <laughs> big shark <laughs> he's called big uh, shark someday we're gonna find out like his history and his past and we're yeah. gonna actually know who the fuck this guy Dude, is yeah i'm so curious oh man what a guy what a guy He's but yes, your birthday has been delayed. This episode has been delayed. We we got at least something out. Um, yeah, the last happy hour episode was was nice to get, at least get something out because it's just been a while. And then was yeah. were you on the last one before that, Byron? I uh, think you were, right? Yeah, because we talked about glass yeah. and stuff. Okay, so it's been almost it's been like three weeks since <laughs> you've been on. Yeah, yeah, since we've had Byron on. Yeah, yeah. it feels Damn, good to Byron. be back. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, so we had a plan of movies, which we're still following through on. It's just things got pushed back quite a bit. Um, but this week, we are talking about Jacob's picks, which are Death of Stalin and Minding the Gap. Um, first one, Death of Stalin, released in 2017. Uh, Moscow, 1953, after being in power for nearly 30 years, Soviet dictator Joseph Stalin takes ill and quickly dies. Now the members of the Council of Ministers scramble for power. Uh, Death of Stalin was written by Armando Iannucci. Anyone ever heard his name? Iannucci? I'm gonna go with Iannucci. I, I haven't read it out loud or anything. It's, I, I get the I, feeling. Iannucci? Iannucci, yeah. Yeah, I think it's Iannucci. David Schneider and Ian Martin. It was directed by Armando. It stars Olga Kurilenko, Adrian McLaughlin, Simon Beale, uh, Jeffrey Tambor, Steve Buscemi, and Michael Palin. The second film, Winding the Gap, was released last year, 2018. Uh, three young men bond together to escape volatile families in their Rust Belt hometown as they face adult responsibilities. Unexpected revelations threaten their decade-long friendship. 
Minding the Gap was directed by Bing Liu, and it stars Keir Johnson, Zach Mulligan, and Bing Liu as the three uh, friends. Uh, so, Jacob, why these movies? Uh, well, at the time, I, I guess I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch new films for my birthday because mm-hmm. uh, I've been kind of on a don't rewatch old films kick recently. So I haven't seen anything new except. Um, I watched Split the other day because I want to bring. I had to show that to Tiffany so we could go watch Glass. Because I'm wait, I'm you've been on a don't watch. Re- wait, any any old or any, any movies that I've seen already? I'm like not okay. I, I've been trying to do the same thing too. Yeah, trying to just forge forward. But yeah, anyway. only new stuff. Not even like TV shows. Like I'm not rewatching anything. Mm-hmm. You know, just like mm-hmm. going full new stuff. Um, and I. Part of why I wanted Minding the Gap and Death of Stalin is because they were movies that uh, critics really loved, but like audiences didn't really like pay attention to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I wanted to like bring them to our audience just because, like, hey, you should. These are like potentially good, you know. For sure. Um, and uh, th- it was also kind of this thing where it's like maybe they kind of flew a little bit further under the radar. But now Minding the Gap is getting like a ton of attention. So it's like back when I decided to do that, it, it started like getting a whole bunch of, of attention and like an Oscar nomination. But I still wanted to talk about it on the show. So I just kept it. Here. I still think Minding the Gap is pretty low key. Like it's getting recognition, it but not widespread recognition. It's getting yeah. the, in, right. in specific channels, right? Like the, Sp- the very specific. Yeah. The channels that are going to generally know about the under the radar films are the ones that are kind of talking about it. So, uh, I am glad you brought both of these. I knew, I actually never even heard of Death of Stalin. So, that just goes to show you like it's yeah. way outside my radar too. Basically just picking the hipster films. But where I found Minding the Gap, um so I listened to the show called um Film Spotting. It's um, just a radio show that's based in Chicago, and they do this award called the Golden Brick Award, and it's um, called that because of the movie Brick. That was the first recipient of the award. So, nice. um, what, what's the that guy's name again? Ryan Johnson. Uh, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson. Thank you. So, in two thousand nine, it was like given like an honorary mention because it was like such an underrated movie so each year including 2009 and all the way up to now they've given an award out to a movie that is like that should not be under the radar that um that was that flew under the radar and some of those other films include uh moon Mm -hmm. and dogtooth which we're Mm -hmm. talking about real soon uh the arbor which i haven't seen um weathering heights the act of killing Blue Ruin. Blue Ruin. Um, yeah. Tangerine. The Act of Killing is good. Oh, Tangerine's good too. The the Fits. Uh, and then let's see what oh uh Raw and then Minding oh, the Gap. Raw's so good, dude. I still have to see Oh, that. I'm sorry. Not Raw, yet. Columbus. Columbus. Raw was a was nominated. Uh, Columbus was the winner. Yeah, um, Raw was so, getting some acclaim, so anyway. Yeah. So it's a really cool list of movies that you can basically recommend to probably to anyone and be like hey this is like really weird or this is really cool um and that's the golden brick award award and what's really funny is like occasionally like they'll show up at the oscars or something like way long before because they do these awards like way 
before any of that stuff, like before the Golden Globes and everything. Um, so it's kind of funny how the Money in the Gap is like at the Oscars, you know, and it has mm-hmm. won all these like crazy, like like it, it won um, like the Independent Spirit Award uh, for Best Documentary uh, yep. and like all this other stuff. So it's kind of cool. It's cool that it's like spreading. Um, it was basically under the radar until it won like one award and then everyone was like holy shit like, there's this <laughs> yeah, everyone's crazy like, movie what? out there like, cause, yeah because it's like it's that thing where like especially critics never want to be out of the loop so they always just tell you that they've always been in the loop. like oh yeah i fucking oh yeah I, I heard about that movie of course that's yeah. a great movie like even yeah, though they haven't yeah, exactly. watched it yet yeah. you know what i mean so that's what happens here is they just are basically like well I, I yeah, minding the gap, of course. That's a yeah, great one, yeah. and then and then suddenly everyone's talking about it. You know what I mean? like, <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like a circle, and you want to be like in on the like minding the gap thing because you like could get more clicks. You know exactly. what I mean? <laughs> if you're exactly what it is. <laughs> if your site pops up first for minding the gap, then you know. So know. fucking stupid. <laughs> it is. It's such a such a dumb circle, just like a mindless zombie thing, but. The thing is, is like the movie is really good. Like at the same time, yeah, you know is. what I mean. It is genuinely a good movie, and it's good yeah. that it's getting the recognition that it is. Um, it's just the the yeah the avenues that occur to get the recognition. You know, like right. But but I'm I'm glad that it is being talked about. You know, especially like having such a diverse. I mean, it's like literally like the diverse cast that everyone wants to have in a movie. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like. And that just they just happen to all be you know yeah. diverse in that way. So it's like that perfect time too. Like it's one of those films that he didn't plan for it to come out at a time like this. But when it did, it's just like riding that wave of like yeah. you know PC and diverse. Right. You know, trying to push for diversity in film and stuff like that. So like, it is. He definitely hit. That's that's that part of filmmaking that's like luck. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, just I, I think I think you're onto something, Keith. And I, I think it does do that stuff, but it's also it's also tackling a subject that like I think a lot of people are afraid to talk about, especially mm-hmm. because of you know all the like Me Too shit that's out there. You know, like talking about abuse and especially like men abusing women and like the mm-hmm. consequences of that, and even having a, a a main character of the movie who's really like the true main character. You know, there's three leads but one of them gets significantly more yeah. um airtime and him potentially being someone who is abusive to his wife and is a main character i mean a lot of people are afraid of that so it's almost it's like doing both it's like challenging this like thing while also doing the thing you know what i mean totally it's challenging yeah. it by being it it just is and is it just that. is yeah yeah and so you're right. It's, it's breaking the sort of status quo while... And it's doing that because it's executing on a time where it's, like, the best time <laughs> for this visual that you see, you know? like Yeah. Trying to over... Especially, like, I think in our generation, too, because they fit into our age range a bit, is, like... We're dealing with a lot of that, too. Like, yeah. overcoming our own, you know, obstacles you know there's a lot of like shit dude we're all broke as shit trying to make our you know trying to keep our responsibilities going and be and try and turn into adults in a world where like we don't really have a chance at anything yeah, yeah. but we're fighting for it so like there's kind of those like themes around like 
like our generation right now is the one consuming most of the content and everything else in the world right now so like this film like relates to that yeah. discussion that's right. already happening so right. you have like and multiple levels there Right. And one of the things I really loved about this movie is when Bing was talking to his mom, she she was also just like clueless on like how to do stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like she was just as like like I don't know what's going on. I'm just trying to make it work, you know. Yeah, for uh, sure. Which which is which is I mean, obviously that's true, but like for everyone, I don't think anyone knows exactly <laughs> like yeah. what's going on at any given point, you know. Uh, but uh, it was cool that it was like, hey, we're all f- fucked like now, mm-hmm. and we're trying to make it work. But then also seeing like this is like been going on for mm-hmm. a while, and having the film show that I thought was important. And then having himself spotlight, like, like he spot or turn the spotlight to himself too, which is something that you don't necessarily see in documentaries all the time either. It's like, you know, it takes a while before you find out that like Bing is actually just as abused yeah. as them. And then that's when they actually turn the camera to him, literally, and then and then you kind of see him have that discussion, like with his mom, you know, because like most of right. the time he's talking about the abuse through the camera as opposed to himself. You know what I mean? I I like that that happened in the film, but at the same time it felt off to me. I don't know exactly why. It just was like a little contrived, maybe. It was a little yeah, manufactured. It felt, it felt yeah. manufactured. It just didn't feel genuine, and that's kind of how I felt about the whole movie. Really? Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> Coming out of left field. Why? I, I. I'm curious. Like, there's what, so much. What it were seems the like there was so much that was like manufactured to me. Like. Wait, I don't want to hear too much about it though. I want to. Yeah. I want to roundtable it at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah, and um, I kind of want to hear about that. But I really liked it in the sense of like it, like what Keith had has already said about like the about the diversity and like you get to see the experience of like a white guy, you know, um, African American male, and uh, is it Korean? I think Afri- it's Chinese. Chinese, but just yeah, like yeah, Asian guy. Um, so it was kind of cool to see that, and then you also get the perspective of like a you know a young woman as well. Um, which is pretty right. cool. So you get, uh, unlike a lot of documentaries, like the focus is it, it's pretty focused, but you're getting it from different viewpoints, you know, right. which I yeah. really like. Mm-hmm. And 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 most of that felt real genuine, and I like elements of that for sure. Um, but I can get into the other stuff later. For sure, <laughs> uh, yeah, I definitely. I'm curious. I, that wasn't expecting. <laughs> yeah, you to, I'm to curious too. But uh, say that, we'll uh, but uh, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, so the other idea here too, and I know Jacob, you have a couple. We kind of touched a little bit onto its relation to recent events and kind of and how it, its position sort of in the discussion that's happening in general. Um, but I'm right. also kind of interested because like this movie. Is always is talked about as like the skating documentary, but it's really not. No, it's just no. happens to be what they utilize to break out of their a cycle yeah. that they're in. That's and that's right. only really like, talked about in the first like what fifteen minutes. It's talked about, yeah, and then they kind of go back to like, oh, we there's like reminders that they skate, right? You yeah. know, they'll show it, and then at the end, you know, they kind of do that last little like yeah skating kind of little skate thing, yeah. yeah. 
Um, but it they all kind of use it as like a a release. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? So it's like the skating isn't like the subject as much as it's like a reaction to like the subject of the film. Yeah. Totally. And yeah. that's and that's what I like about this and one thing I've really been thinking about recently because the discussion can also come up um with Tarantino's new film where people are saying well it's about the Manson murders but that's not right. really the truth it's it's a story taking place that happens to take place during right. that time right. with a character who's involved with it but it's not like about right that right so but but that's true like for every movie i mean i feel like every movie is like here's the thing but then at the end of the day they all end up being about a relationship of some kind I mean, for sure. Just in I mean, general, even like Saving Private Ryan, which spends the first thirty minutes, you know, in this insane battle, the battle or the war becomes a backdrop to the like drama that occurs. Right, exactly. But that's what right. I'm talking about, and that's what really hit me with Minding the Gap because of the the way that it's been talked about and what is actually occurring. But it shows the importance of like a backdrop and a setting, yeah, to tell right. your story because. Minding the Gap would not be as interesting if it weren't for this sort of focus on something like skating. Yeah. Uh, so that it's as a vessel to tell a different story. Right. You know what I mean? So like, Yeah, I totally agree with that. It, like, forces you to, like, uh, draw, like, similarities and make analogies. Exactly. Y- you know? Exactly. Like, and it's like, hey, like, what does skateboarding have to do with this thing? You know? Like, exactly. those are two ideas that I think a lot of people just haven't connected Exactly, yeah, and yeah. They, it's sort of a, and then they minimalize it, you know, because they're like, well, it is just like kids skating, but it's not. It's there's there's depth there. And I think Death of Stalin is a similar thing too, where like you you have the literal death of Stalin, but that just becomes a backdrop to <laughs> the chaos that ensues, right? Or like Russia during this period of time, you know, is just the backdrop to the individuals like kind of vying for power so like it's interesting to just think about like how the backdrop sets up your film and keeps your film contained you know what i mean because like there are films though where there's not really like a backdrop Mm -hmm. necessarily right like off the top of my head like alien there's nothing that's necessarily like the backdrop to you know what i mean it's aliens pretty simple right plot like there's an alien on the ship they have to kill the alien or they're going to die. Yeah, yeah. You know, right. there, there's no... They, and they they dive into themes with in that movie, but then it always comes back to the backdrop. You know, they, like, kind of play with, like, some kind of theme of some kind, but then it goes... You mean, yeah, mi- like, just, you like, mean minding the gap? No, alien. What's the backdrop in alien, though? Um, I guess the closest would, would I, be I could the, see, like, the, the corp- mission that they're on, right? Yeah, like... Uh, yeah, like they're out. They're out there first. Yeah, you could probably but it's not say really that. Like focus. What's yeah. more, I mean, what's more important is, is the setting in that case, right. right? Where and that's where it kind of puts them. But like backdrop being like there's this there's this element that exists as a thread. You know th- that the story, like every time you see the story behind it, there's always this thread of yeah. like. Like in Mining the Gap, it's like this thread of skateboarding as they go from place to place is always there. Right. But the main story is this like these kids having yeah. to deal with these situations, it's, it's right? Like, like, a, a, did you guys see Catherine Bigelow's Detroit that came out? Like, no, it, did not. It's kind of like 
it's kind of like that film where it's about, I mean, obviously the film's Detroit, but it's about the race riots and stuff that happened in Detroit in the late 60s. And that's like the backdrop. Like it immediately transports you there where you're in the streets. There's like riots going on, police. There's like, it, you're, you, the film begins with like in this like crisis, you know? But then the right. film is really about these like girls and guys that are having like kind of an everyday night together in this like area and how the police come in and it starts a very it's it's a very um it's like a it's an incident that took place within the overall thing but they mirror each other yeah whereas like the backdrop thematically matches what's happening in an intimate setting and it's all true but the focus when you're in it you're like looking out for certain characters you're like right. oh god oh god because right. you're focused on them yeah exactly meanwhile it'll cut back and like you know you'll see tanks coming down the road and stuff and exactly. you're like oh okay we're seeing the similarities um whereas an alien it's not really like that it's you're kind of focused in on one particular right exactly action. yeah i'm not saying that's right. bad because like right. it's a different no. style of storytelling yeah, it's just completely that, yeah, yeah there's right. like, there's this other type where it exists where there's like this event ha- just happened to take place during yeah. this other major event which caused this kind of little event to happen yeah you know right and that helps kind of like you said tie it in together yeah. and minding the gap is is like that in the sense of like there's the skating world it keeps them all together they're all the thematically they're all growing up trying to find their own way through life yeah, or exactly. whatever but then you could you focus it down and they're all going through very like um specific instances of trauma or abuse or whatever exactly um, that you focus right. on so yeah it's and death of stalin is like that too i guess you know where it's like overall it's about like the fall of communism about mm-hmm. that particular time in the world but yet it hones in on <laughs> the death of stalin then it hones in on even more where it's just like the chaos afterwards yeah exactly <laughs> you yeah. basically forget for a little bit that he dies yeah you know what yeah. i mean like yeah it's just like one <laughs> event that, that becomes this like sort of just curt like back curtain to like right yeah right and there's like this thread of fear throughout the whole thing of like he's pro- he might he's dead but he might still be listening to what we're saying <laughs> so we should be very yeah. quiet when we're talking yeah. about it so ridiculous oh man. <laughs> That movie, I had no idea what to expect with that movie because I, I I watched like a trailer for it before watching it just to kind of have an idea, like a, a preparation for it, but I didn't read too much into it, so I didn't know what to expect. So it was interesting the way it <laughs> plays out. Um, but yeah, I just I, it's something I've been thinking about recently. Just backdrop as a device yeah. to kind of talk about it. Kind of it. What the other reason I bring it up too is that. Um, it sort of seems like the film is being minim- minimized because of its backdrop like it's it's a film that's about abuse yeah and that's how it should be talked about it should be talked about as like this is a powerful film that right. shines a light on a subject that is very taboo to talk about but people are yeah. kind of using it using the skateboarding as like well it's a skate documentary yeah. but it's not so i kind of right. wish that people would realize like what a backdrop is yeah. and what's actually really at the forefront of what needs to be said about a movie yeah. like this maybe maybe that's like kind of my issue with the film and i guess that's not really the film's fault is that i kind of came into it thinking it was going to be more of like about like a group of kids skateboarding and right. stuff like that like that basketball it, movie we watched yeah 
Yeah, and it was like yeah. that for the first 15 minutes, and then it took a turn, which I liked. I was like, okay, we're going to be talking about, like, you know, this guy's and this this girl's, like, relationship, and they have a kid, mm-hmm. and, which was interesting, and also, like, the backstory of... Um, of uh, Kier. Kier, yeah, uh, which I really liked. I thought he, his backdrop... I think the most powerful part of the whole film, I thought, was like the footage of him when he was younger, and he's like just stomping on that skateboard, getting in yeah. fights yeah. and stuff. Like, like that, that, yeah. that was like that the was best good. part of the whole movie. And I was like, yeah. okay, cool, we're gonna we're gonna be getting in, we're gonna be getting in there. And then it just takes a turn on to being and stuff, which is cool. But it's like, dude, you're a filmmaker. Like, you need to turn it. You need to you like for me. I just felt like it would have been more powerful if he used his pain that he was suffering and 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 made it hi- highlight his friends is suffering more. Instead, it became kind of, to me, I felt like it was selfish. It just kind of, you know, then he got, he, he pulls out, and he's got light set up on his mom and stuff. And I'm like, dude, like, right. what about like, you're, you were on the streets, dude, filming your friends. Like, like, I don't know. It just, that, that's kind of what like took me out. Oh, I see um, what you mean. And it, yeah, but I, I, I felt like, I, I guess it's really not the film's, part of that's the film's fault, but, but part of it is like what I read before. You know, I thought it was like going to be more of a skate film. See, and that's and, what I'm talking about. Yeah, and like it's, right. people are talking about the wrong yeah. thing. Yeah, which, which is, is really kind of it's it's kind of sad. It's kind it is frustrating because I think a lot of people are going to be like, "God, oh, a skateboard film. Like, I'm not going to watch it." Exactly. But there's right. more to it than that that they would probably really appreciate and like, especially like you said in our political climate. Exactly. You know? I mean, women can watch right. this film and they and they, they'll, you know, it's not just about boys that are abused by their dads. <clears throat> that will relate to it. It's a, it, women will relate like, Oh, my spouse does the same thing to me or whatever. Right. You yeah. know? So it's, it is one of those films that on that level, um, I can see why it's getting garnering the attention that it's getting right. from the Academy. You know, I, I think one thing in addition to all this is how the movie, um, it like plays with like what a camera does to a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so like be, because he's like, making this movie his friends are like and they're totally in on like it all the way they're like yeah just film me doing whatever you Mm -hmm. know um but i think it also like gives bing lu a reason to talk about things that he just wouldn't have talked about with his friends you know like because there's a camera there like in the scene where he's telling kier uh that that he was abused and the reason he likes he, he, the reason he wanted to like film Kira specifically was because he saw that abuse and was like, I just went, I went through the same thing. And because he was filming them, he told his friend that otherwise I don't think he, they would have ever talked about it. So I it's like this weird. would have yeah. talked about. Yeah. No. So yeah. it's like this weird, like, because we're watching the, because this movie is being made, these things are being talked about, but it's not, it, it, it didn't feel it was like superficial. Like they had like, um, like a bunch of questions, you know, uh, that they had written and they're like, we're going to ask you these questions, you know, come up with your answers and blah, blah, blah. But instead it was just like in the moment, like, Oh, this, like, why don't we just talk about that? Like right now. Totally. And yeah. so they're like, I get that. Yeah. He did like set up lights and stuff and you know, he's like a, big like chicago cinematographer guy you know so it makes sense that he like has those like lights and and Mm. stuff like later on that was probably like towards the end of the uh his filming for this movie but um 
there is like this weird like authenticity to like how the story plays out um and how mm-hmm. or really just how it's filmed that that to me just feels honest and i i think you get there with the camera so it's like this weird totally. like because the camera's there the movie happened sort of a thing versus like oh, intentionally sure. like crafting a story i don't yeah. know it's really hard to explain and it, it's crazy sorry just real oh, quick. like yeah, it, yeah, it yeah. uh the reason why he was even able to get the access with the camera is because the camera came in so early yeah like when they were right. that young yeah. and they were he was recording it like they got so used to there always being a camera that they started to do things regardless right, of the yeah. like when he's filming him the those two arguing and they're having like a full blown like fuck you yeah. argument yeah and she just leaves like I was like, how the fuck? Why would they do that? Yeah. You know, yeah. The in front of the camera. But then yeah. you realize that he's been filming them for like the past like seven years before <laughs> that. And they right. just desensitized to it. Yeah. Like just straight up. Like, right. And he just gets this weird access to things. And like when they're in the car and he starts talking to her and he's like, do you think I should ask him about like yeah. the abuse and stuff? And like, yeah, yeah he's, I, I don't think he ever would have said that had there not been the camera either. No. Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like that yeah. you're, you're on to something there, I think. I like I like that idea. I mean, like, I, I'm fast. That's what I was fascinated about, really, with the film is like the idea that he's got this camera and that he wasn't set. He didn't set out to make anything with this. He was just filming and right. recording, and and he was using it to get closer to his friends and stuff like that, which I I thought was super interesting. And I think maybe that's why I just I understand that it's it is honest. There is like a truth or authenticity of him like eventually getting to recording and and and, and um and interviewing his mom it just to me it's like that could have happened and that could have been like a, a special feature or something because like i i just i never felt like closure with like anybody else in the film that we focused on for the majority of it like, I don't like, think there was supposed to be closure. Though. Yeah, which is okay. It's just like, oh, I just, mm. it just kind of like all of a sudden it was like being about him and his stuff, which is like, it's all good. It's just, it felt disingenuous to the the tone, not necessarily tone, but the like the soul of the film, which the soul to me, I thought was about all of them. And, and, and it's specifically, um, you know, uh, Kier and the white guy, I forget his name. Uh, Zach, Zach, um, and honing in on that, but then it just it kind of abandons them a little bit, and it just focuses on him, and it and it just I, I lost that to get like I know part of the idea of the film too was obviously the all branch out, like the one guy goes to Colorado and and you know the, the right. so like I don't know, it just I guess I'm like there's just parts of it I just I don't know. Um, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It's just See, kind of- that's so interesting that you say that, though, because I was watching it, because I know they alluded to stuff about Bing, and it took a while for them to get there. So I was, like, right. just waiting for that. Yeah. Like, I was interested in seeing where that would go. See, so I, for me, it was I was, was, I was interested to a bit, but then it just became kind of fake to me. Whereas, like, when he's, like, interviewing his mom, I'm like, oh, this is going to... I was like, okay, okay, he's got, like, a cool light setup and, like... But it took me out a little bit, and then, but then, like the, that interview, like it was just like it didn't bring anything new to me. Like it was like the mom, and she was just kind of starting to cry a bit, and was like, "Sorry, like I loved him. I was married to him for seventeen years. I'm sorry." Blah blah blah. And it's like, okay, we've seen this. Like I don't know. It just it didn't bring anything new, which which maybe is the point. But I, it just to me it was like, well, fuck. Like 
you didn't bring anything new to the table. Yeah, it's cool that you're getting maybe a little bit of catharsis out of this, but what about your friends, dude? Like, like focus on more on them now because I don't know. It just I don't know how to explain it. Focus it's just like on, just so like give them catharsis or something. Yeah, like not funny. even give them so much catharsis. It's just like. I felt like he kind of just did a disservice because like we had all this like good footage and we were getting to know all the characters and then immediately it's like, you know, you stop with Zach and then the next time you see him, you know, he's drunk and he's talking about his shit, you know, and it's just like, okay, like we're we're here now. Like, I don't know. Okay, so here's a question. (laughs) Would you have minded it less or been more okay with that if you literally just took that section and transplanted it at the beginning no I don't well okay but I mean, I'm just if no it, or I, if Bing's story was uh, if Bing be- came in more at the beginning not necessarily exactly like how he came in at the end but if he became if came in more at the beginning yeah mixed in with his friends do not you think? so much not so much because like i like the whole part when he's with his older brother or his half brother and he's going through yeah. his house i liked all that that was cool because it's like okay we're getting to know a little bit more about the guy behind the camera i'm all for that it's just the whole setup with his mom and everything just seems so so that that's, specific that's sequence specifically is the, that, the one that I, you've just, called it out quite a bit is it because it's like you see him with like all of his gear yeah, in there. Just, like, and and then, then there's like another shot with like another guy who's like recording him sort of a thing. Yeah, it, it becomes, it was it, it just took me out. It felt like it was like an afterthought on the whole thing. It's like, okay, I have all this cool footage of my friends that I've shot over the years and I've gotten some gold pieces of information of the, about their angst, about their pain, about their about their stuff that they've that they've dealt with for their whole life and that he's captured. And then he's like, well, but how do I wrap it all up? Oh, I have an idea. I have pain too. And I'm going to put my story on top, which is like, it's cool that he's telling his own story. It's just, it felt disingenuous to me connected to his, his friends. Like, I, Interesting. It, it just felt selfish. Like, Really I don't know how to describe it. Just but that particular scene, that because it's like, I don't know. Like maybe so the, if he was like walking around the street with his mom, and talking about his like with his mom like walking down the street that his friends and him were playing with, and then it would have cut to like them skating down the same street that he's having this like tough talk with his mom. It would have felt more real to me. It just it felt right. so like fake because it's like all of the, the the quality of the film became better because he's shooting on a different camera than he was on like the other stuff and it's just like it, See, it I, just threw me out so <laughs> just to play devil's advocate a little bit <laughs> yeah, yeah. What, what i'd like about that and the fact that they show this setup and the interview becomes because he does interview other people very officially like yeah like you would expect yeah, right yeah yeah he but does. what i very like talking uh, headsy yeah mm-hmm, is that i think like the way he shoots his friends is the way it is because he, they have a uh, bond and a right. relationship yeah. that, that allows yeah. that. It's so like, like a, it's like a camera dialect almost. Right. Yeah. Like you don't yeah. like you don't like go change your dialect around your friends. Right. Or exactly. you don't like use your recent dialect. You like use your old dialect. And you guys are doing thing. so much. There's a lot of movement. People are busy. You're skating. That that's becomes the way that you track yeah. them because like if you yeah. want to talk to them, well, you got to catch them right in between their next fucking run, right? Yeah. 
what I like about his mom sequence is that it it because what you're saying, like where it f- sort of has this different tone in the shift, is because his relationship is almost non. It doesn't yeah. seem to be existent with her. Yeah, yeah. And so setting it like the only way he could really talk to her. Like, if he were to be on the street like he was filming with his friends, it would have been weirder because you would have, it doesn't yeah. imply that there's, like, this strained relationship. That's Whereas true. this this gives him that separation and this formality that sort of is within the culture anyway. Right. To any Because you can tell even when he's talking to her, he's looking through the camera. Yeah, he's not looking her. at her. Yeah, yeah, So yeah. The, the only way that this is can occur, like, it's, it bring back to what Jacob said, is because the camera's there. Right. He would never ask her... Straight up, right? You know, like so, right. setting it in the way that he does in this more formal way, yeah. I think is actually it's supposed to draw this sort of like feeling of like this is very stark and different. It is, but that's yeah. because his he's now having to deal with like this happened to me, and now I have to confront the people who yeah. are directly involved with it. Yeah, so. Because even when he's like talking to his brother, it becomes a formal interview too. Mm. And then you get the yeah. sense like, do you guys even know each other? Like, I didn't even know if they knew each other right. when they first were talking. So like, he's the only way he can do this is by creating this formal way of like, look, I'm gonna create a yeah. safe f- space, this documentary space, yeah, and we're gonna talk, and then hopefully that brings yeah. out like, the more reality. You the know psychology what I mean? right. of that makes complete sense to me. It's just, just feeling. It just felt weird because I just I was expecting her to walk away. I'm like, if your guys' relationship was so strained or non-existent as it is, then why would you spend the time in a chair with lights on you being filmed and actually like have a deep conversation? Like the parents. She answers that like, though, a little bit. Yeah, it's just I don't know. It's just like the parent, like my friends that have parents that like were kind of non-existent. They would never ever have sat down in front of a camera to talk about things like that, let alone with like lights and other people around. Well, we don't, the only thing we don't know though, the only thing we don't know is how long it took him to get to that point of her sitting down with him to talk about it. Which maybe if they, if he explored that a little bit, that that might've helped Maybe it would have helped me get into that more. Cause it was just like, it just seemed to me, it's like all of a sudden it's like we're on the street or we're in the other friends' houses or his old house. And then it's just like all of a sudden, like we're interviewing his mom. And it was almost like, it all, I, I also felt it was like he was trying to punish his mom, like by putting her on all these like harsh lights. Like, like why huh. didn't, why didn't you, you know, why you were married, you were married to him for 17 years. Like, why didn't you? Cause he like, he questions her, you know, which is like, yeah, he has the right to question, but it, it just felt to me like it was like that he, that he was like putting her on the spot, you know, and I and I and it and it, and it didn't make me connect to him at all. And I was, you know, it's like I think I, one thing that you're missing in that is that, like, for me, when I watch that, it's like, oh, I've lived, you know, I'm half Vietnamese, like, yeah, I've seen the culture that exists, yeah, in that area of the world, and so to see it play out like it does was really fascinating to me because yeah. I've seen that closed off, like. Yeah. You already know the way you know, like you know her answers to things. Like he asked her, "Why didn't you do something?" Well, we know because of the culture of the yeah. way that they are. Yeah. Like it's so internalized. It's so right. like 
male centric. Yeah, like, yeah, oh, there's so sure. many things. So to, to to have him kind of turn around, like you don't get that very often in like the Asian cultures where you're just straight up like, well, why did you do that? Because right. that's very frowned. It's upon. taboo. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. so I think. Because of your background and what you and, and yeah. not no, having that side, I'm familiar with that like, background. Like I know about. I'm not I know saying you're not, too, but like you but haven't like, like lived like right. He's you, literally lived it as an you know Asian yeah. himself. Like so, I think that is a part that's kind of missing. Where like if you maybe if you had more of that yeah. lived no, I mean, in experience, I, I totally understand that. It's just, I just. I don't know. I got a different vibe off of it. I'm just like <laughs> it's I, like empathy versus sympathy, like, man. Like you can yeah. under, you can you can empathize yeah. with it, but you haven't experienced it directly. Then yeah. it's like it becomes a different thing. If yeah, that makes sense. I, I want to throw. And, not, and it's fine. Sorry, it's, yeah. it's fine that you think that. I'm not saying you're yeah. wrong. Yeah, I'm saying this could be a possible reasoning as to why right. that specific right. sequence just didn't connect yeah. for you I mean, as I, much I, as I'm, like. I, I mean, I liked it. So I, I, it's like I, I'm I'm. It's not so much that like. Um, I didn't feel sympathy for her, and like I, I'm, a, I'm an empath. Like I, I, I felt just as much empathy for her as I did for him. But I just felt, I just there was something about it. I just didn't, I it just didn't I, ring I, true I, to me. I guess I want to, I want to throw an idea your way. Another, another reason um, why or why I liked that end. Um, and maybe, maybe it'll help you. But um, being like. He he wasn't ever the subject like growing up. He was always the camera guy, mm-hmm. right? You know, so the the movies that he's shooting are rarely they rarely show him. Like they they do have him in there. Like there's some where it's just like him, like as a young child, like you know, with his hands in his face, like leaning on the skateboard and stuff, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's like rarely rarely he's in the movie, so it feels like maybe he's he's not comfortable like being the subject but if he's like doing something where like he doesn't have to be the subject then he's like that's like his comfort zone sort of a thing yeah so i wonder if like that end is more is less about him like manufacturing this thing versus him like finding just a way to like like maybe it's very very hard for him to talk about so like if he has this thing he can lean on like his cameras and his gear then it like makes him feel way better which which stays true to earlier when he's talking about um when he's telling his friend uh like hey i was abused as a kid like through the camera you know what i mean so he's like using it as like a because he like he like obviously crutch like staged a camera on him as he's looking at a camera yeah you know like it's like a very yeah so like i think he still wanted like his response to it but i think he was like i can't do this unless i am like actually filming her you know what i mean so it almost feels like more powerful that he did this despite um being probably very very uncomfortable talking to his mom about yeah. it but like the i feel like the lights were more for him than to make her look good you know what yeah. i mean i think yeah. it was more for him and i don't think i don't know if there's any way to like ju- like to you're just gonna have you're gonna right. see it how you see it right yeah what i would be curious yeah. which i don't expect you to i don't assume you're ever gonna rewatch this but i'd be curious to see how you feel about yeah. that scene on a rewatch right knowing right, right. that it's coming up yeah no for sure i wonder if you would kind of see it a little differently i probably would i probably would i i I, yeah i mean it's one of those films that i i i would there would be parts of it that i was like okay this is gonna get really good and it got pretty good and then there are times where it kind of was like okay it's mm, it needs to refocus again or you know like there were there were definite pieces of the film for me that were like definitely hit 
me harder than others. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, I mean, and again, like the abuse and stuff, like I hate seeing that shit. Like it's fascinating and I, and I, I, it's important and I, you know, to talk about and stuff, but like, again, like the, the scene where he's filming them have that fight. Like I didn't really buy it. Like she didn't seem like she was really like, she, she seemed like she was kind of acting and it, and it, it just didn't feel real. But then the next scene, like right after that, there's another one and it's on the phone and you can hear it. And that felt and seemed real to me because you can tell that there's like actual like anger in her voice. But the one that we see didn't seem like it quite brought it out. So there was just little things like that that made me question. And maybe the second time I see it, I'll be like, oh, fuck, she was really pissed, you know. But the first time I'm watching it, I was looking for things that maybe weren't there or... I read it into it too much. I don't know. It was just that's interesting. It was just weird. I, I, I wonder if that has to do with the fact that you thought it was a skateboarding movie. So like when it that's took what, a that's turn, what I'm saying. you like, started I, like looking for things like, hey, this is supposed to be a skateboarding movie. Yeah, that's I think like the, then I think, you started trying to find like yeah. reasons for and why think, the movie is wrong. Exactly, and I think that's why. Yeah. So that's and like I said, that's not the fault of the film. It's, it's the, the fault it's of the marketing the around of, the film. Yeah, and. Yeah. And which I find interesting because I, I think maybe that's the thing is this whole time I was thinking it's about a, this group of people and it doesn't really end up being that like it's focuses right. that for a while, but then it really is just about something so much broader um, with a focus at the end. That's the filmmaker, you know? Yeah. Um, because I was surprised too. I mean, I should have known, really. Because at the very beginning, it says a film by Being Lou, and that threw me off. I was, I was like, "Oh shit!" Because I was kind of ex- expecting it to be a film with of the, uh, you know, a film by, and then like all of them. You know right. what I mean? Like obviously right. there'd be one editor or whatever. But it just felt like it was going to be one of those movies that was going to be a uh, like a film by these three guys. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. So then when the one guy's name came up, I was like, "Oh, oh, okay." You know. um, so it just there was all, all throughout the film. I I'm just pretty sure that's was, a that's a uh, DGA rule though. Yeah, that, yeah. The film by yeah. thing. Yeah. Well, that might be directed by a film by might be different how right. they how that's politically controlled or whatever. Yeah. But it could be a case where like they had to put a name. Oh, for so, sure. Like, yeah, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It's, right. But it was, that just kind of represented my entire relationship that I had with the film as I was watching sure. it. It's just like I was kept, I kept going back and forth, back like, oh, I like this, I don't like this, I like this, I like, and I just never knew where I was. Supp- That's so interesting. Like I knew yeah. where I was supposed to latch onto, you know, yeah. obviously, but I just never. I mean, and like I had friends that are like these guys. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so yeah. I related to a lot of it. You know, like. You know, you know. Fortunately, I didn't get. Ra- I wasn't raised in a broken home, but like literally all of my friends did, except for one. Right, right. So like I was very aware of the differences and what my friends were going to. And being an empath, like I, I felt bad for all my friends, and I would go to my friends' house and you know just be their mom or just be their dad or it'd be the same friend. And I'd, sometimes I'd be at the mom's house, and the, the awkwardness that sometimes would be there, especially mm-hmm. if like the dad would drop us off at the mom's and stuff like that. I was very aware of all that, and it, and when we were all playing like airsoft or paintball or just messing around on the street on bicycles and skateboards, it was just like that. You know, a lot of us weren't filming, but 
conversations would would happen you know when you're kids and you're just like yeah totally you're right. just riding a bike and then some guy would say something like fuck fuck my dad or whatever you know totally, and like yeah. you know yeah, exactly. like, so i could relate to all that but in the end it just became something that maybe i just wasn't thinking the film was so i was kind of like ah you know that's so interesting <laughs> yeah. that's i guess yeah i, want, I was you, prepared for but it, it wasn't so. like a bad film like i don't want to get that impression right. that i that i didn't like dislike the film i just had my issues with it when you have a certain expectation because i've i mean i feel like there's movies we've watched for the podcast where i had an expectation right and we watched it and i was like wait what that that's the movie right yeah and yeah. it does right. fuck yeah. with your like yeah your because you almost when you have an expectation it's like okay i want that yeah, yeah. and then you don't get that and you're like fuck that like yeah. i don't i mean for the, the idea know? that this film is so diverse with its characters and the topic that it is and that it was like probably like basically like a no budget film and that it's getting getting oscar buzz is fucking awesome and that it's by yeah. an asian american filmmaker like that's fucking awesome like really like i'm i'm super glad that it's getting the attention that it is it's just right for me i thought it was something that it wasn't so I had a weird relationship with it, but it would right. be one that maybe, you know, a year or two down the road, I could revisit and I could maybe see it through a different light, you know, right. especially after yeah, maybe, maybe it wins. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> you know what would be really one dope? Thing, <laughs> oh, go ahead. Uh, what I was going to say, one thing I really liked about the diversity of this movie is that it, it's not just like diversity for diversity's sake. Yeah, it's like genuine. they they talk specifically about like their families and how they were raised and um so they they all like their their race is important because it has to do with their upbringing you know yeah. so it, it it was cool seeing like the three different kinds of upbringing and like like how like Kier, um talked about like you know surprise people every day for being a black guy you know like don't don't be the um don't be the black guy who like passes as white be like a full black guy you mm-hmm. know like right. and it was just kind of interesting seeing like how that they're all different for like their upbringing which was tied to their race i guess so like which was neat it was like oh this is like why you want diversity like this is like the the thing but like having just like a token black guy in like a movie just like means nothing totally you know like in harry potter like the one you know black kid yeah yeah. There it's just like that doesn't really mean anything. But like in this movie it's like so important. Yeah. yeah you know. Exactly. And I feel like that it actually gets like what the point of diversity is while yeah. other films like just have it just to have it. Definitely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz it wasn't yeah. a movie written by a white guy to <laughs> yeah. <wrote> these other characters. <laughs> exactly. You know, like, exactly. It's true. Yeah. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> um I, okay, I sort of we we're touching on Byron's opinion on the film a little bit. I know. Here. I think it's. I think. I, I think, think it's, it's good interesting. though. It's it, interesting. It added a, an awesome discussion to it. I think I had to. I had to. I had to throw that card up before we did the roundtables. But I want to do the roundtable. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, yeah. That's clean. Uh, I know we didn't talk as much about Death of Stalin, but I think Death of Stalin is a nice backdrop to our discussion of. My <laughs> yeah, so, Damn. So, uh, <laughs> Tying that one back in a little bit. Wow. Um, Freaking nice little button on that. Right? Um, so, yeah, let's do it. Let's just kick it off with Byron, though, and then uh, just spend a little bit of time cool. Cool. opinionating, even yeah. though that doesn't matter as much. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is kind of hard since we didn't really talk, talk about Stalin. Um, and I feel like the obvious choice is Stalin, but I, I suspect 
that maybe you actually still liked Mining the Gap more. Yeah, Despite I think so too. Your one problem. I'm gonna go with Mining the Gap. I think you like the the just how it's like a chronicle of friendship. I think you liked Death is Dawn, but I don't I don't know if that's like your thing. So I'm just gonna go with Mining the Gap. I'm gonna go with Death of Stalin just because I think that you do like those movies that have a certain like sophistication to them and are the kind satire. Of like, yeah, yeah, and then the right and it, where it's like the writing is where it becomes like its strong point. Yeah, um, yeah. There's there is like that like sophistication is the right word. I think the right word for it or like there's a. It's like intellectual to, comedy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it's got some people that, you know, some noticeable faces. Um, and it is well shot, you know, edited and whatnot. Like, so I think I think Death of Stalin, yeah, I think just because your expectations for, the, you know, with Death of Stalin, I'm sure it was a little more straightforward right. than going to get. So right. I'm going to go. Plus the tone, the tone of Stalin is like pretty on point. Yeah. You know, it definitely like is. it's very specific. Mm-hmm. toned where mining the gap maybe is um a little bit messier yeah in its tone yeah um yeah um <laughs> keith is right oh shit. <laughs> champion yeah this is the first time first one i've gotten wrong I mean, in a while it, I, is, it I, is i do i did like both films i like i didn't dislike mining the gap like i would rate it probably three out of five stars like it just i don't i'm i'm I've been watching more and more documentaries lately. Um, for some reason, I've been in a documentary kick. So when I've been comparing it to the documentaries I have been watching lately, I just it didn't do it for me. Um, right. Uh, like I watched Icarus the other day, and I thought that was great. You know, uh, Icarus it, is awesome. Yeah, it's a different type yeah. of documentary. Um, it's, but it just you know I uh, it just it's didn't, bigger. Yeah, Icarus is bigger. Yeah. And I, and I, but I like the the how intimate you know minded the gap was in in moments of of like it, it, it's it like screamed you know clarity you know what i mean um yeah, yeah. but with death of death the death of stalin i mean i think keith like you, you get to hit it right hit the nail right on the head like i i find joy in in watching movies by filmmakers that know so much about what they're mm-hmm. talking about that i and mm. so little that i just find joy in that like the great beauty right yeah exactly that's how i felt about the great beauty yeah like, damn this dude is like way out of my league yeah you know it's just film. like yeah. you can yeah, just, exactly. just like soak it in you just like it's like you saturate yourself with it and it's cool because i'm just like fuck like how how much research did he have to do to 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 get these you know to get the, these characters so alive mm-hmm. you know because each character they're kind of hard to relate to because like one foreign names are always like harder to relate to um but they all are very distinct you know personalities and stuff and well, it plus just, it's americans playing russians yeah, speaking yeah. english um, like yeah so it, it was it was a weird thing and I, that's my biggest gripe is like i love the cast at the same time like i just wished that it was in russian because that's so funny like, that you say that. I, oh my god, I totally disagree. I do too, I, actually. That's I, so funny. Like, I, <laughs> that's so funny. I really like, I just, I love the wordplay and the dialogue so much that I wanted to read it. You know what I mean? Like, I, I felt oh my like, gosh. I felt like there was so much humor in it. And that, so, <laughs> I feel like the movie doesn't work at all if you don't have American. That's, ex- that's just so funny. Really? That because, I thought it would have been the complete opposite. Yeah. Like, no. I feel like I just, that's why the movie works. Like, 
I mean, it's it's tough. It's tough because I can see it the other way too. Because like it, and it's a more of a political statement too by having them be like American. Like, yeah, it's, it's very satirical in that way, and I do like that. At the same time, like, like what Stanley Kubrick did with um, uh, Doctor Strange Love is that everything about that movie is so authentic that the satire rings even like just it's even greater because it it's so authentic, but what's happening is so preposterous but yet it's totally right. believable that with right. this like stalin to me just i couldn't buy that that was stalin like like the guy was so goofy with his like british accent that like i couldn't <laughs> like i was just like it would have been funny if like they actually like the one russian that they had was like stalin like and everybody right. else was that would have actually helped that would have been funny actually um, that would have been funny yeah like that. but that's so funny though. like like olga kurilenko like she's ukrainian so like she you know she fit there fine i didn't like have a problem with her but like seeing jeffrey tambor and a couple of these other guys i just couldn't quite get like couldn't i just it it didn't take me out or anything it just i kind of wish i was i was able to really just like soak in the dialogue more than i did um because some of it, because it was spoken in English, kind of, I lost it. Whereas I right. wasn't as focused. If it was like on right. the screen, you'd be focused, and you'd, I'd be able to get all the humor. You know, that's um, that's interesting. But I I see it as like, it's like a spaghetti western almost. Like it's like someone's like thinking about like, oh, this is like how it was. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. But obviously, it's a farce. You know, right. but it's, and but I I kind of like that 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 was like in the casting it's like in the movie yeah. you know what i mean i think yeah, totally. that's uh, like, I think, like, that's interesting like steve buscemi worked for me because it was in like an american accent but the british guys like it just didn't quite work jason isaacs worked all right for me he was very british accent in the movie but he was a military guy so it kind of worked you know what i mean it was already so over the top yeah so yeah. it, it, oh, it worked see. but there was this other other like uh patty considine um the guy yeah. who's like mm-hmm. I, I just he's such an uh British actor that his prior work interfered with how I saw him in this. Movie baggage. So um, movie baggage, uh, really. Movie baggage. I think that's maybe the biggest thing, honestly, because it's a movie baggage. Um, the movie? Oh, that makes sense. Because I could see Olga Kurilenko in here. You know what I mean? Like it's I could see Steve Buscemi, like the way they cut his hair and everything. He he felt like he he's the yeah. perfect fit for that character. Um but just like, yeah, Patty Patty Considine and Jeffrey Tambor, um, just didn't quite fit. I really like the guy who played the, I, I don't know his name, who played the guy that gets shot. Um, Beria? Yeah, the one that was like accused Simon of Beale? like rape yeah, of like, uh, like they're yeah, like he's a rape of a 12 year old, a rape of, you know, that guy yeah. did a phenomenal job though. I'd yeah, have to he say. did. Like, he was good. Um, but yeah, I just, overall, I really, I really liked the movie. The guy, he did um, In the Loop, which I never got to see but it's been on my list for years. The um, director? The director, yeah. And it J- James Gand- it was one of James Gandolfini's uh, last films. Um, and I've, I've always wanted to see that movie. So now Death of Stalin was one that was on my list to watch. So now I'm even more curious to see In the Loop because I, I really did enjoy um, The Death of Stalin. And I it felt like the director's, like it was a very unique uh, voice you know you could tell oh yeah you could t- yeah, and, yeah. and i really enjoyed that um yeah it, it's like a politically savvy like monty savvy. Python guy. yeah yeah oh and michael yeah. palin in it or palin in it too was awesome yeah. i'm just like fuck yeah, yeah. they got him in there exactly um 
there, there was a lot that I really liked about this movie. Very little I didn't... I, there wasn't really anything I didn't li- like in the movie. I just... I kind of wish I was able to focus even more on the dialogue because I enjoyed that so much. See, that's funny, though, uh, because, I, I mean, on this show, I've definitely said before that I 100% prefer films that are take place yeah. outside of America to be yeah. <laughs> what they are. Like, if it's Russian film or takes place in Russia, yeah. give me Russian actors, give me the Russian, you know, if it's in Spain, give me the yeah, Spanish yeah. But this movie would not have worked on any <laughs> level for me if it wasn't these guys, right. like the Americans speaking English, yeah, yeah. satirically playing these ridiculous <laughs> ass characters. Because you know, like, Stalin would have fucking hated it. You yeah, know? Ex- exactly. Yeah. Well, it does. It feels like a propaganda film, kind of. But it's like so self-aware that exactly. it's like, yeah, okay. Like, and and that's what that's the only that's like one of the only films I've watched where I'm like, okay, I can kind of get behind yeah. this. You know, if Stalin would have been the only guy speaking Russian, I yeah. think that would have been absolute genius. <laughs> that, would have been, yeah. that would have been amazing. That would have been genius. But uh, yeah. so it's interesting that we had that flip kind of because yeah, yeah. any other time for any other movie, I hate when they do like a yeah. fucking American oh, with an yeah. accent. Fuck. It's like, what, yeah. dude, like Ghost in yeah. the Shell would have been awesome if it was just all like Japanese, right? You know? Oh yeah, exactly, right, exactly. So all right, yeah. so Death of Stalin for Byron. Um, let's just let's end on Jacob since it's his birthday week. So you guys do okay. me next. Oh, this, this is, is this is tough because oh, I don't. I would never pick either of these two movies. Like uh, this up against like some other movie that's more Keith like. I would just pick the other movie. You know what I mean? But I think both these movies were like they're not your kind of movie. But I think they don't look like, a letterbox. Oh no! Yeah, <laughs> what are you cheating? I, I've actually um, read yours. But it's, it was like a week ago or more. Oh, okay. Because I I just posted my thing about Death of Stalin wow. today. So, so anyway. I, I just don't... Uh, because we spent so much time focusing on Minding the Gap, it's so hard to gauge like where your head's <laughs> at. Because I think both these movies are atypical for you to to enjoy or watch. I think so. You'd think so, huh? I'm going to go with Death of Stalin. Uh. It's a gut thing. But I, I feel like I mean you obviously you're big you like Monty you like Monty Python right? I like the I've only seen Life of Brian but oh, yeah you was, like that yeah Life of Brian was funny but you weren't like I love this uh, <laughs> where where you at in the no, scale? No, it, it was like I wasn't like oh my god this is a revelation like some people are but it was like right I think it was like a four at least somewhere in there like oh, okay. it was definitely better than average but not like. Like, for me, it wasn't, like, a mind-blowing movie. Okay. I'll go with Minding the Gap, then. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't really, I don't really know why. I don't... I, this is too hard. Byron... See, Byron's gonna say something. You know He's nothing thinking right about now. me. He's gonna... I know nothing about you, Keith. Byron is gonna say something, and I'm just gonna say, Byron yeah, what Byron said. one of my reviews. But so. I honestly don't remember... Uh, <laughs> I, I remember... I remember that I think you gave... Mining the Gap, a pretty decent score. That you, that you, I think, I think you were surprised by it. But that doesn't necessarily mean you liked it more than Death of Stalin, because I don't think you wrote one for Death of Stalin, right? I did today specifically. Oh, okay, so I, I waited as long as I could. So I haven't seen that. Um, <laughs> waited as long as I could. I didn't I'm looking. Really I'm looking it up. This is really tough. You don't get to look it up yet. I don't. Uh, I already, I already locked in Mining the Gap. I, I, I want to tease Byron. There's, there's a part of me that wants to think minding the gap because i do you like you know you watch like parts unknown and 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 like 
I think you watch more like documentaries than I do. And I think like, at least they're just on in the background or something, you know, mm-hmm. I think, so I, I know that, <sighs> fuck, it's tough because Death of Stalin seems like, it's not a movie you would necessarily make, but I think it is one that you probably found humor in because you like the dark, because you like the Coen brothers. Um, and it's not so much Cone Brothers, you know, but like it's kind of, it's, it's long, kind of, it has that dark. It gets humor. in that vein, yeah. Oh fuck, man! I don't know. I guess I'll just. I know the answer now. <laughs> I guess I'll just say Death of Stalin, because it. I guess maybe because I don't think you're you make something like manning the gap i don't know fuck <laughs> it's hard <laughs> fuck i know we focus so much on one movie that like you know how do you get yeah. the rest of it but you know who knows the answer me i do <laughs> <laughs> i looked um, it up <laughs> no Sucka? it's uh it's mining the gap damn it by Woo. a pretty wide margin <laughs> oh shit um <laughs> dude, mining the gap was just like impactful man that was from from beginning to end i thought it was just yeah it deserves all the praise for sure yeah um, i cried i'm not ashamed to admit i cried <laughs> more than once well that's Watching i it. mean i don't I'm, i don't know if i've ever cried at a movie but it definitely was was hitting the fields the of the it was hitting the fields for <laughs> sure um, and i especially like the ending how it just doesn't give you anything else and i think that's so yeah right typical of the cyclical nature of of what they're dealing with um but i found like death of stalin was dry which is like my humor is generally dry but i just could not get into it (laughs) it was so dry i couldn't it was dry rice dude it's like (laughs) i don't ever want this you know what i mean (laughs) it was and it's just i just was kind of bored like watching yeah. it like the ending was kind of cool when they finally all just are like fuck you Beria," and then they shoot him and then they burn him like it that just goes from awesome. from zero to a hundred like was, all of a sudden was, like oh man i was Jesus. laughing my ass off on that um, part but seriously like the fucking his body was just like <laughs> so like ridiculous. there's no way his body would become dust like that right that quick it's like <laughs> but i just i just didn't get it like i just i think that's really what it is i just don't get the appeal and mm. I, it's just maybe it's just not it's literally just not my type of movie like i thought it was gonna be a bit darker than it was um but i think it's just one of those ones where if you're not in a, a mood to kind of have this intellectual comedy then it's yeah, like yeah yeah right you're gonna miss the mark yeah you have and to I be think, in the mood for it yeah sure. i right. just you you really have to be able to like relate to like nixon or yeah something and i've never something. really yeah. been big into political films in general mm. i mean political documentaries are kind of a different thing but like i've never found the political arena to be an interesting setting for things i guess um but i don't know i mean the, yeah. just haven't found the right thing yet but no my right. the and also i do i like when i was younger i never skated um but i really enjoyed like watching skate videos yeah, like yeah. all the time yeah um yeah so like being able to kind of see that mixed in documentary was cool plus his the way he shot the skating, I think, was really interesting. That super wide, yeah. you know, look, and then yeah. just kind of chasing him around, and then do these sort of yeah. long sequences of them just kind of going down. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I very compelling. Cool. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, for sure. So, yeah, mind the gap, um, pretty much by a long shot. Yeah, cool. I think. All right, 
so Jacob chose both of these. Um, and assuming you chose both of these because you really liked both of these. Otherwise, why choose it? Uh, well, I when I chose them, I had I didn't see them. Oh, I thought so you had I, seen them. I thought that's why. You, I thought that's why no, you chose no, no. Them. I chose them before I I watched them. Fuck me. That, all the, <laughs> that's caught the window. Uh, I think it's mine in the gap, though. Um, I think it's just the uh, there's you you tend towards those movies that like you know. Like, the movies you watch are so much more kind of emotional. And like not ghost. emotional in the sense of, like, sad, but, like... But they, they... You know, you like a lot of, like, the animated films and, like, those films that that try to play more towards an emotional thought process, the right. logical thought process. They pull the heartstrings. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then, like, you know, Coming of Age is all about that, that mm-hmm. pulling the heartstrings. So I think, you know, Mind in the Gap kind of tugging from that side i think uh although i mean i think you're the type of person with death of stalin that's just like you definitely dug it but i think it'd be like a four versus a five you know what i mean like oh, four yeah. stars versus five stars type of deal so i'm gonna go with minding the gap i'm gonna go minding the gap as well i think that that of stalin is like it's a film that i think you'd you appreciate definitely and that you'd probably go see like in a theater like mm-hmm. especially if it like say say his next film comes out right and like it's getting a lot of buzz i think you'd be like first in line you know what i mean like yeah. i think it's 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 a filmmaker that if his next project or something was really getting i think you'd be very intrigued um right um but i think finding the gap i think it's just I think like the just the emotionality of it and the themes and the diversity. Everything. It's also coming of age too. Yeah, I mean, really. Yeah. Oh, really? Big time. Big yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, and it's a coming of age. It doesn't offer any solutions, which is so real. Which is awesome. It's probably the best. Like, which, what a refreshing idea for a coming of age. Movie. Yeah, you know, which you know is, what I mean. It's, it's, yeah, you know, which is awesome. It's yeah. probably like, yeah. one of the best parts too. You know, um, the only solution is go to Denver. <laughs> go yeah. to Colorado. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think Minding the Gap, I mean, really for, for just the sense of like, it just, I think it has everything that you really look for in movies. And I think if you were to make yeah. like a documentary, it would be something like this, you know? Um, right. Because um, I think you're like really interested in people. Um, so compared that to Death of Stalin, I think it, it has to beat it by quite a bit. Yeah. Um, I think like you'd rate like Death of Stalin maybe like three, three and a half stars out of five. That's like my guess maybe. But I think maybe if you saw like his first film right, in the loop or Irma Vep or whatever, not Irma Vep, but Veep, um, his TV show. The, oh, the, I, yeah, yeah, I think the HBO you'd, show. I think you'd probably like those more um, and you'd probably rate those higher. But Veep uh, is American events, right? I haven't, I haven't seen yeah, it. Uh, Julie, yeah, but it's based on American politics. Yeah, Julie Louis-Dreyfus yeah. plays like the first American president. That's a woman or whatever. Gotcha. I believe. Um, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, mining the gap. <clears throat> yeah, you guys you guys are both right. Um, however, Byron, uh, you're wrong. I, you're right. I'm very interested in people, but in a Ted Bundy kind of way. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, that's, that's partially not true. Um, the... the <laughs> Yeah, you guys are right. It is my name the gap, but I think it's 
awesome and I, I love it. Um, and uh, I, I, you guys are right about Death of Stalin too. Like I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um, I think the, it was really well made, you know, but I do like my heartstrings t- uh, tugged. So uh, I need the gap did that for me. And like, you know, farces have a really hard time doing stuff like that. Like mm-hmm. they're not really like built to like tug at your no. emotions or if anything like that. If it did, like you'd that. be a Russian spy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, um, but uh, but yeah, no, you guys are pretty much spot on. So nice. Yeah, these two movies stacked against each other. Like, if you were to stack Death of Stalin against another either political satire or political oh, film, yeah. it would be an entirely different story. I think in terms of like totally. which is better. But it's yeah. just the yeah, they're so different they, they you can talk about them in a similar ways like we brought up but like it's just like minding the gap is like is basically designed to like hit you where you know hit you right, right there like like if it's like adam like an adam mckay movie or something with with death of stalin like mm-hmm. that'd be a mm-hmm. good like you know actually yeah, exactly. yeah. actually yeah, yeah like the, the big short with death of stalin big short. would be a good double feature yeah yeah because they're very they're both the same but tonally they're very different yeah you know what i mean yeah yeah no that's wow yeah sick all right so um death of stalin and two money in the gas yeah. jacob and i are on the wavelength this episode it's really weird <laughs> i know this whole episode has been like me and keith versus uh byron which yeah, i feel like normally it's it's a uh, really me and byron versus keith yeah it's kind of a it's kind of a different dynamic it's kind of cool to explore that but that's what the podcast is really all about you know it's yeah. kind of cool to like have that like back and forth and mm-hmm. like play oh play yeah and forth. honestly walking into this i would have said Mind in the gap, a hundred percent for all three of us yeah, yeah. as the pick. But the fact that you came out of left field and were like, "Well, actually, it did." I don't know, man. It didn't yeah. really hit me as much. I was, I was surprised by that. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, maybe it just was the day I watched it. You know what I mean? Like that has so much to do with it too. Yeah. Like I know, like when I sat down to watch Death of Stalin, I wasn't like in the like oh my god i'm ready to watch right, this mind yeah. the gap was like damn i'm ready to watch this yeah see you know, I, was, I kept hearing I, about it like i wasn't like in i wasn't in not the mood but i wasn't like in the mood either you yeah know, for either one of the films but right um, and i think political satire too like unless you're someone who just inherently likes that that's one of those kind of like yeah. you gotta it's be hard in, in the mindset see, for some weird reason i like that shit i don't know why <laughs> i don't i really don't know why like to me, right. Doctor Strangelove is the funniest movie ever made. It is funny. Like, I love that movie. Um, and then, like, maybe, you know, the Big Lebowski's up there, too. But, like, yeah, I for some reason. But I'm not a political person, so it is kind of weird. <laughs> like, you like power play, weird. though. I do, yeah. Like, that's true. You like you, you, big figures. Because like, I notice, like, crime films and stuff involve generally big figures right, buying yeah. for something, yeah. you know. That's true. Like, it's like Stalin, and I'm very interested in Russia. I don't know why. You're definitely interested in Russia. Like, like Russian cinema. It's because you're stuff. so close to Russia. <laughs> yeah. You can practically see Russia from Washington. <laughs> so I think maybe Is that's that Alaska. I'm not a geographist. <laughs> <laughs> we actually had a pretty good discussion here today, though. It's pretty sweet. Yeah, I think so. I wasn't, I expe- really I wasn't nice. expecting us to get into it, it, it like as deep as we did, which is kind of cool. There, Yeah, I didn't mind it, and there were no gaps. <laughs> Except for right there. Uh, I'm glad we're back in true form here with the awkward jokes that don't land. Because <laughs> they fall into the gap. 
Yeah. Uh, well, happy birthday to Jacob, even yeah. though we're like three weeks Same. late. When, what day was your actual birthday? Uh, the ninth. The ninth. Oh, okay, so we're not. Oh, too that's far not off. too bad. We're okay. Not too far off. So we would have. We intend. Well, initially planned to release it right before. Right, I think was the. Yeah, the I think idea. So. Yeah, yeah. But we got behind. We did. All right. So no. In order to catch up. Um, in the next episode, we're not going to do a happy hour. We're going to do a regular one, right? With um, Yorgos. Yeah, we're going to kick it off with... We're going to do a two-part Yorgos Lanthimos. But in between those two... Are, we're doing that, right? We're splitting them? Yeah. Yes. Should we do that? Yes. No, we don't have to. Either way, the next <laughs> the next episode <laughs> will be you the decide. first part of Yorgos Lanthimos... Uh, we'll kick it off with it's not his first film, but his first kind of breakout film. We're gonna do Dogtooth because um, I don't think you can even find his first film anywhere, really. Um, but we're gonna what's do, his first film? Alps? No, it's that uh, was right after Dogtooth. Yeah. I think. Um, oh. His first film. He was, God, I just listened to an interview with him and he was talking about it. Um, I'm looking it up. It's like some comedy, comedy drama. Kaneda. Kaneda. Yeah. It was at full length. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah. Well, the, he had he had three. Oh no, there was a short film. Oh yeah, and then my best friend, he was co-director with someone else. Yeah, I, in the interview I listened to today, he said Kaneda was his first film. Oh cool. So I'm gonna. Yeah, I haven't go seen that one. I, it's, I'm assuming it's pretty hard to find. Yeah. I haven't really, you know, looked for it. But Dogtooth is definitely one that um, his breakout film, which put him on the map as a, a serious you know someone to look for uh dog tooth you know is it can be pretty intense with some of the imagery and and uh what happens in but the it's film. funny as fuck too it's funny and it's really good it is really good um and all of the sort of controversial stuff is certainly justified in the storytelling uh we're gonna do but we're gonna do dog tooth and we're gonna do alps and then for part two we'll do um um the lobster and killing of a sacred deer which is going to be super awesome because Killing of a Sacred Deer is a fantastic movie. Um, Have you seen The Lobster? Not yet. You're going to love The Lobster, oh, dude. you're going to like oh it. Oh, my God. I know. Caitlin's been like dying to watch it, too. <laughs> oh, shit, so, dude. Um, but I did see The Favorite. So, We've all seen The Favorite now, right? Yeah. You yeah. finally watched yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Um, so we weren't, we're not going to be talking directly about The Favorite. I mean, it might come up. It could come up in a happy hour, too. Maybe, maybe yeah. we should just yeah. throw it in there as a happy hour to come because it's getting a lot of... Uh, you know, a lot really, of love. Well, dude, yeah. it's getting a lot of love. I mean, it'll probably win at least some of the Oscars. You know. Yeah, I hope it, it, the screen for ten won. or something. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's up for ten Oscars. Yeah. So maybe we'll fit that in in kind of a happy hour thing, just to kind of bring it up because it is good. It is a good movie. It's worth talking yeah. about. Yeah. Um, I don't think we ever did talk about it, right? Because you, because we, you were, we never talked about it because we we're waiting for you to watch okay, it. I yeah, think, yeah, yeah, yeah. and we didn't want right. to spoil. We can anything. talk about it. Just in the Lanthimos episode. Oh, I remember what we did. We we teased the Rachel Vice sort of change. Yeah, so... I want to talk about that oh, real quick, right. actually, though. So, sure. spoilers for the favorite <laughs> in case you haven't seen it and you don't want to spoil it. But we were talking about how they did yeah. something to Rachel Vice, which is very uncommon for, for people, is they covered her face... You know, oh, with the yeah, she and gets the that fucking cut and the yeah, scar, yeah, and then yeah. they cover half her face, and then she yeah. looks like a badass for like yeah. a while. 
Um, I, I was honestly, when you guys said that, what I was imagining was some sort of like scarification. So like she'd like mi- she'd be like missing her nose from like syphilis or something. That's what oh. I was imagining. Oh, you thought something even more? <laughs> yeah, even more extreme. But then when it happened, when she got the cut and then the thing, I was like, that's it. That's what they're talking about. <laughs> but I, what, yeah. was, what was funny about it was because of Yorgos Lanthimos, I was expecting it to be Way more. even more. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. So it it, it was fair. it was funny. It was like I was right, but wrong in my level of what it would have been but, but it's yeah, so cool that they did really that cool. like, yeah um, you know, yeah especially with someone like her you know she's like a pretty actress yeah. like to cover her face like like that and then have her be like that. and yeah. then the rest of the film she has to have that like yeah scar you and she's know? fearless too in the movie i mean uh, oh like, yeah yeah she's always she's very talented you still yeah. need to see youth dude you're gonna love it man Oh yeah, I do. Yeah, I should put that. I totally forgot you recommended that, yeah. so I gotta put it in my phone. Um, just as a side thing, for those who are curious, Kaneda is available to watch on BFI or player.bfi.org.uk. Oh wow! It costs. All right, you have to subscribe to it. It's like a streaming service by BFI, um, but there's a 14-day free trial. Otherwise, it's five dollars a month. But if you subscribe to it. You can watch Kaneda, and that's the only place you can watch it. Interesting. Unless you have a DVD, dude. Even for five bucks, like rentals on VOD are like five bucks. Oh yeah. So but like, you can just like do the subscribe of, and leave. Yeah. I feel like if he gets uh, quite a few Oscars out of this, someone is going to be pushing to pull that movie out of there. You know what I mean? Oh, oh yeah. Sure, because yeah. he got some noms for the. Because that's uh, money. Exactly. Yeah. And he got yeah. noms for <clears throat> and did he win for the lobster? He got. He got nominated for the lobster and killing of a sacred deer, and now the favorite is becoming like his most like yeah. talked about film. So I'm, I f- someone's gonna pull that out. It's there. so awesome that he's getting recognition. Finally, it makes me so happy, dude. He is one of the most needed filmmakers working right now. <laughs> yeah. Like really. So, killing of the sacred deer got best screenplay at Cannes, and then the lobster got the jury prize at Cannes. Mm. Yeah, he okay. actually and tied then, best screenplay with uh, Lynn Ramsey for uh, "You Were Never Really Here." That's what it was. Oh, that's r- oh, yeah. that's right. Um, and then he for Dogtooth, he got um, nominated for best foreign language film at the Academy Awards. And he won a lot of uh, fil- awards for that film, too. Yeah, yeah, a lot of just like you know, Citizen Kane Award for best directorial mm-hmm. revelation for sure. <laughs> Yeah, but the, but Killing is. of a Sacred Deer having the best screenplay it can definitely like uh, that movie is so good. Dude. So, <laughs> I can't wait to talk about it. Yeah. Can't wait to talk about. It. I'm curious yeah, to see how the lobster is gonna stack up, kind of against it. Uh, I think you're gonna like. I think you're gonna like it. I think I'm gonna like it a lot. I like all of his movies. Yeah. So, um, but uh, yeah. So the next film will be our next episode will be Dogtooth and Alps again. Um, you know. Dogtooth's got some effed up shit that happens in, in it, so you know. Uh, viewer discretion yeah. or whatever uh, advised. Um, and uh, stick around after the break for our pitches, which will be <laughs> Jacob as an integral character to the plot. Uh, it'll be, be a fun one. They're always fun when they're focused around us, I think. All right, <laughs> um, uh, yeah, stick around.
Welcome back. This is the Back to Back Pitch Fest, where we each have 30 seconds to pitch a plot to a movie based on this week's topic, and then we vote on who's his best. Uh, like I said before the break, this is, these plots um, have to feature Jacob in them as an integral character. Um, doesn't have to be the main character, but definitely has to be like like if you were to remove him, the the, the film couldn't happen. So uh, since it is his. Uh, week. Let's have him go last. So we'll start with Byron. Um, pull my time up here. All right. So, what's your title? Uh, open season. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Uh, yeah. All right, and go. A recent aging widower decides to embark on adventures that he was unable to do when he was previously married to his devoutly Catholic wife of 42 years, named Gretel. The man's name is Jacob, but people call him Jakey, especially the girls. After succumbing to the <laughs> sinful pleasures of Las Vegas, Bangkok, and Rio, Jakey decides to waste away on the deserted island he had proposed to Gretel on years before. But while he is there, he begins to find joy in the places where the memory of his dead wife live on. <laughs> wow. That was so... Wow. So serious. <laughs> so true. Like that... <laughs> so true. <laughs> that, was, that was a very, like... Like, like a plot that I picture you walking into a room and pitching to like, right? You know, fucking Sundance Labs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sounds like a Sundance like, Labs. Some yeah, serious yeah. shit. <laughs> See, so it's like a coming of age movie, but for an older person. Yeah, yeah. It's kind of like the Basically. great beauty ish. Yeah, it finding, is great beauty. Finding life after death in a way. Yeah. Nice. Very Catholic thing, life after death. <laughs> Sweet. Okay. Are you oh, yeah, what's the title? Uh, a Fultz to Remember. God. <laughs> uh, some oh, Nicholas man. Sparks. Uh... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm clear my throat here. Making sure I can... Uh... Oh, I, I timed myself earlier. I got in just under, so I gotta make sure. <laughs> this Sweet. sounds like revenge for that Keith pitch that I did. It's not. <laughs> it's actually it's, it's not what you think. Oh, okay. Sweet. Are you ready? Yeah. And go. Jacob is a lonely photographer obsessed with taking peeping Tom photos. One <laughs> night, he shows up to photograph his most prized obsession when he discovers photos of himself showing his creepy behavior. Over a few days, he receives more and more photos of himself in increasingly more compromising moments that eventually ends with a threat. Pay money or the photos of him will be sent to each of his peeping Tom victims. On edge and growing in paranoia, Jacob tries to set a trap to catch the rogue photographer, but when the, their identity is finally revealed, Jacob encounters another problem, piecing back together his shattered mind. <laughs> Damn, dude, you're right on. That is almost exactly the time for my time was up really. Uh, so a fault to remember. All right. Damn. To the man himself. These are very honest. Um, <laughs> mine is called Switching to Team Edward. <laughs> like, uh, this is just not as serious. All right. Switching to Team Edward. Oh, God. Are you ready? Yes. All right. And go. Jacob is a passionate Twilight fan who is 100% Team Jacob. <laughs> One day he wakes up and he finds himself somehow inside the film franchise Twilight as the character Edward. He must reenact <laughs> Edward's uh, Edward's role or the film franchise restarts from the beginning of the saga. <laughs> that was not That's, something I was expecting. Yeah, I mean, That's pretty it's, hilarious. It's pretty meta. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. Uh, all right. Oh fuck! 
Switching to Team Edward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the title is amazing. Um, I go first, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh. I want to take like for your film. I want to have like s- direct scenes from the movie, and then just like edit you in. Yeah, or yeah. just yeah. take Robert Pattinson out and edit you yeah, in. Exactly. Just his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll have to go with Keats. Yes. No. Um, <laughs> just because. I would doubt de- like it's de- it's one that I would definitely watch. <laughs> like yeah, Clean. I mean I'd watch I'd watch all of them, but yeah, psycho thriller man, <laughs> psycho <laughs> thriller. It's hard to beat. All right, um, I th- <laughs> I'm gonna go Jacob. <laughs> 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 it's just because it's so ridiculous. <laughs> But I don't want to watch Twilight, but I do want to watch that. Because it's like this weird Groundhog Day type, like, you have to restart shit all the time. Or it's like more like Happy Death happy, Day. Yeah, happy yeah death whatever. Day. Right. Do you, like, it's having to restart shit and then knowing that you're kind of having to relive this torture is sort of satisfying, <laughs> too. So, uh, yeah, I think I like Byron's too. I, I guess I, I like yours. Didn't really see that problem though. Did I miss something? I think, yeah, I, I probably I need to work on it. Um, it's sort of like how I felt about Great Beauty though, where like I didn't necessarily see a problem. Yeah. It was sort of this exploration of like. I kind of wanted to see it like where he's like you know enjoying all these pleasures in all these different areas, <laughs> but then you know living the life after yeah. his, his wife's death. But then when he goes to die on this island where he proposed to his wife he has all these memories and like the issue would be like him coming to terms with the fact that it was better with his wife than mm. it was with oh, okay. just himself like okay. doing like skin pleasures you know yeah like th- that's not where it's at yeah know? like yeah that's like yeah okay kinda corny, fair enough but... <laughs> i don't know jacob's is kind of ridiculous though too so I- i'm gonna go with his I think. <laughs> um well, I I honestly I like Byron's. I like the I like the coming of age. I like characters exploring trying trying to find uh something after like the death of a loved one. I like I like watching mm-hmm. that stuff. Uh like people trying to unpack that. So I'm going to go with yours. Cool. Damn. But I like yours. I still liked yours, Keith. Still liked it. Yeah, I don't think But I can't be vote like... for yours because otherwise it doesn't tie it up. I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> it's my birthday. You can't give me any more wins. I'm too far ahead. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, it, that was cool because they were there again. They were, they were all fairly different, like in their yeah. own way. <laughs> yeah, we all come. It's crazy how like different we come. We, and I feel like each person's own pitch has been more self deprecating. Like, I don't remember yeah. what yours. My, how yeah, is mine self deprecating? Because you have to like live in the, you're like putting yourself like in the twilight world. Like it wasn't like as serious as like you're a fucking macho commando, you know, fighting aliens on Mars, you know, badass, right? You're like kind of more in a ridiculous situation. Dude, I'm freaking Pattinson or whatever the fuck his name is. What's his name? Patterson? Patterson. 
Do you do that oh. just so that you could be opposite Kristen, what's her face? Kristen Stewart. Uh, Stewart. Is that why? You know, I didn't even think about that, but I guess that is a plus. That's a reason to, <laughs> to fuck up the movie, like to not recite the lines correctly, so I could hang out with her. So mine was taking photos of uh, Justin Bieber's dick. Oh, that's right. <laughs> All of yours are taking photos of genitalia. What was it for Keats? What was mine Keats? Was, mine was that I was like surfing and... Um, no, 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 no. What, what was Byron's... I remember that. I remember the stuff from Byron. What was, oh, your, what was your pitch for me? For, yeah. Um, oh. Was I he taking know. photos of genitalia? <laughs> this is a reoccurring theme. I think so. Oh, uh... Mine wasn't necessarily taking photos of genitalia. You were just being a weirdo. <laughs> you know? uh, no, no, no. I'm saying Byron's, like, his oh, pitch for Byron's me theme. was I was taking oh, photos so of genitalia. The one that I did for Keith, it says that it was about Keith... Basically, is a major filmmaker winning awards at Cannes and stuff, but he likes to put his actors through, like, crazy shit and hard shit until one actor pushes back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So a little more serious. So he, I don't think he I got strips him down I, naked. Yeah, I don't think I got any votes for that one. I think I think it was either... I think yours won, Jacob, I think, for Keith. For Keith, too, yeah. Keith, yeah, too, is a yeah. classic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's what yours was. God damn it. But, uh, yeah, and yours was, like... I was a surf... I was surfing and got caught out. That's right. Yeah. And was, like... And then come to find out that I wasn't actually like. Yeah. Really no, it's true. Like I think everybody who, everybody's whose birthday that we're harsher on ourselves. Yeah. Like, or That's we true. make fun of ourselves. Because, because I think we're all thinking that if we came out like us, you know, like this cool ass character, yeah, everyone yeah. would be like, really? Yeah, yeah That yeah. really? Like you know. Which what I, mean? I know that's what Jacob's gonna do next year. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be I'll be every character in the Expendables. I was actually surprised that he didn't do that this year because I was thinking that it was going to be like this thing where like Jacob was like the greatest, you know, like right. superhero or something, you know. I think it's that's so too that. obvious, you know. It's too <laughs> 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 All right, awesome. so we tie it up this week, Jacob's birthday week. Um, I think we all brought brought the A game though for sure. Yeah, th um, those were all really good. I definitely like. I struggled to write psycho thriller type stuff just because it's kind of a complicated genre. Yeah, so yeah. it's kind of fun to. I like. That. I like the words um, you use. They painted a image in my head. You know. Yeah. So I thought nice. that was really nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah. So we tie it up this week. Uh, stay tuned. Next week, next episode for Yorgos Lanthimos. I don't know what we're gonna do for that pitch. Oh shit. Um, but uh, I guess you'll know when uh, the time comes when you listen <laughs> to the episode. So uh, thanks for listening. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oop. Happy birthday, Jacob. Oh, happy birthday. Bye, bye, bye.